0: Good morning and welcome to Hochma and Coffee. Hopefully you're having a great day so far. Now we're going to continue through Hebrews. I know, I wish I could do it every single day like I have in the past. I'm trying to get better at it, but... When you have four kids, five and under, and then a puppy on top of it, and planting in church, things can get a little busy, and so I thank you guys for your grace during this time, but I'm glad I'm able to get one up today. We're going to look at Hebrews, the end of chapter 2, verses 16 through 18, and there's a word in here. Oh man, it's so good, and I really want to focus on that this morning, but let's read verses 16 through 18. It says this, for verily. He took not on him the nature of angels, speaking of Jesus, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore, in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, why? That he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people, for in that he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. What a mighty three verses. And there's so much in here, I won't be able to unpack it all. But he's beginning a theme that will continue throughout the book about the priesthood of Christ and how he is a better priest. And he comes from a better priesthood than Aaron. And so as we look at this, that's that's kind of laying some seed uh, for some future things. And so keep this in your mind as we continue through the book of Hebrews that he became a human so that he could be a merciful and a faithful high priest. And so that's going to be a theme coming up. But there's a word I want to focus on today that I pray encourages you. And that's in verse 18. In the very last portion of the sentence, it says, He is able to succor them that are tempted because he was tempted. He's able to succor them that are tempted. And as I pulled up this word and began to study it, it's so beautiful. You see, the word in the Greek is actually a combination of two words. There's the word for cry, and there's the word for run. So we have cry, which is boetho, and we have to run, which is theo. And so we have these two words And you think, what does it mean, crying and running? What is he talking about? But think about it. Sucker. The word for this word, I guess I could say, the the thought behind this word is a better way to put it, is that Jesus is able to run to those who are crying. He's able to help those. He he's he's able to to come alongside those who are wounded, who are hurt, who are struggling, those who are tempted because he himself has gone through the same exact thing. He didn't take on the nature of angels. He didn't look at us from afar. He became one of us so that when he heard us crying, he could come running, not as somebody who has an educational knowledge but an experiential knowledge of what it's like to be human. Friend, Jesus knows what you're going through. And Jesus cares about what you're going through. And he's able to help you and guide you through what you're going through. He is a merciful, a faithful high priest. And he knows and he cares and he can help you. Run to him. I hope that you do today. If you have those struggles that are weighing you down Maybe it's a situation at work. Maybe it's something with your family. Maybe it's an illness that has come and it's come quickly and you didn't see it coming. Friend, run to Jesus. Because he himself has suffered, he's able to succor. He's able to run to us when we are in trouble and come alongside us and help us. Friend, run to him. Cry out to him. And he will be there. Well, I hope you have a great day today. I'll talk to you, Lord willing, tomorrow.